Welcome to the Multifamily by the Slice Podcasts with your hosts, Dre Evans and Ike Eke. On this show, you'll gain unique perspectives from investors and professionals on all aspects of the apartment investing space. Do you want to achieve legacy wealth and live a life of financial freedom? Well, all it takes is that first slice of wisdom to get you started on the journey to building your empire. Please subscribe to the show, leave a five-star review, and pass it along to a friend that can benefit from a slice of multifamily knowledge. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's going on, folks? We got another episode of Multifamily by the Slice. I'm your host, Dre Evans. I can't join us today, but we've got a great, amazing guest. This one's special for me. He is not from Chicago. He is originally from Ohio, but he has lived in Chicago for many years. So almost a native, but this is John Kasman. This is an interesting show, though. I'm a little bit under the weather, so if you hear it in my voice, I apologize, but I got to be honest with you guys. So I had a food poisoning uh, last night and I literally have got the trash can right next to me. I threw up and twice, threw up twice, threw up literally a minute before I hopped on this show and recorded it. I was able to have the strength and the fortitude to not throw up anymore and hold it back as I did this show. But that just goes with, you know, really believing in something and adding value to you all. And John Kasman is one of those multifamily operators that has been in the game for a very, very long time. He is mentored by Joe Fairless. He's done multiple deals with him. If you all don't know who Joe Fairless is, he has basically wrote the Bible on multifamily syndications. He is the best ever show, the best ever book. And they're good buddies. They're good friends. John Kasman has speak, spoken at multiple events. He's actually going to be the keynote speaker at the best ever conference in Colorado in February. So, you know, overall, John Kasman is great. He talks a lot about just deals and marketing and relationships and connections, just being very authentic. You're going to get a lot from the show. And I really wanted to not miss this episode because I was sick. And if I wouldn't have, you know, mustered up the strength to do this, who knows if we would be able to book John because he's so busy. I actually was connected through him and he was willing to do this because... I think that Chicago connection and the person that connected us and referred to us was a great connection and mentor of mine. And I just think it would have been really hard to get him on the show if we didn't do it. So uh, bear with me on this one, I think, but I think it definitely came out good. It's like I said, my voice might just be a little bit more raspier at times. And so I just wanted to be transparent with you all. And if you are not feeling well and you uh, not in the best of spirits, even when that happens, you still got to show up and perform. It's similar to what Kobe talks about when he's been sick multiple times or had the flu and he still had to play a game in the same thing with MJ. When he was sick, he still went to practice. So that's what it means to be the difference between good and great. And that's what it means to be committed to giving you all good content and adding value to it. So I'm committed to that. I'm committed to making sure that my listeners out there are happy and you get consistent, good, great content. So without further ado, let's get into it. What's going on, folks? Your host, Dre Evans here. Welcome to the Multifamily by the Slice podcast. We got another great episode here. Ike is traveling right now due to work, so he's not able to join us. He's my co-host here. But we've got John Kasman in the house. He's a Chicago native, so that's obviously very cool for me. And we're just going to bring him in and let him introduce himself. So John, thank you for being on the show. Welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in real estate. Yeah, Dre, thank you for having me on the show. Always exciting to talk to somebody else from the shy. 
And uh, I'm actually born and raised in Cleveland, but I lived in Chicago for about nine or 10 years total. So definitely uh, kind of my second home there. But to give you a little bit of background, I was corporate America for 15 years, did advertising and marketing for big brands, at GMs, at advertising agencies, working on Nike, Coors Light, Mountain Dew, and other brands, and started building up my portfolio on the side. And eventually, I was really faced with that fork in the road of, do I try to continue to do all of this stuff, or do I try to go full-time into real estate and really grow my portfolio? And ultimately, I decided to go full-time as a real estate investor. Fast forward, we've invested in over 1,000 units, uh, valued at over $100 million, and we continue to grow our portfolio, and we work with everyday people, everyday investors looking to get the benefits of passive income without the hassles of being a landlord or a flipper. Uh, those are folks we partner with to take down these deals. Nice. And so you mentioned, you know, having that executive marketing experience with like companies like General Motors and Pepsi. So how did you leverage that and apply that to multifamily real estate? Because I know you do, you have the podcast and you have a blend, what I actually think is unique. You talk about multifamily real estate, but you also talk about like marketing. And I think obviously you're leveraging the knowledge and the experience that you had in those sectors and in, in being a multifamily operator requires you to smartly and strategically market. And that obviously plays a role in investor relations. So just tell us a little bit about how that, how you pivoted with that, how you leveraged that and how that's been a benefit for you. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that took a while for me to figure out, it really did. It was just that this is just another business. Real estate is just another business. I think it's easy to think about the construction, the rehabilitation, you know, understanding cost per square foot and, and having the craft, right, of real estate and understanding property management or, or you know, uh, being a real estate agent and understanding the laws and regulations and all of that. But at the end of the day, it's really just another business, right? And once I finally realized that this was just another business, I recognized that, well, every business runs off of the same kind of departments, right? You got your sales and marketing, you got your operations and HR, and uh, you got your finance and accounting, right? So ultimately, when I really took that lens, now my marketing background became more powerful because up to that point, I was just trying to learn real estate. I was just trying to learn how to rehab, learn how to manage property. I was trying to learn everything as opposed to taking the knowledge I already had from marketing, sales, being a you know, CEO type mindset of building businesses, leveling, leveraging teams, building infrastructure. And when I was able to finally take that insight and transition, that's when things kind of took off. You're right. You know, I host a podcast called Multifamily Insights, and we talk to investors not just about how to invest in multifamily, but how to build a brand, how to you know attract capital for deals, how to find deals, you know, in a competitive market, how to use marketing to go out there and find off-market deals. So we talk a lot about these kind of strategies that are really relevant to this business, but it may not feel natural. I mean, someone could say, Oh, I don't want to do branding. Well, listen. At the end of the day, you are creating a brand whether you want to or not. And if you don't take actions to drive the message, you are allowing other people to decide what that brand is. Now, the only difference is I'm taking actions to help influence the way people see me. If I want you to see me as a real estate investor, as a successful multifamily investor, 
I've got to put myself in a position where that's the message you take away, right? I got to do podcasts. I got to write blogs. I have to share my knowledge, share my experience. I got to talk to people. And that way you can leave with that decision for yourself. But you are still empowered to make your decision. You can listen and say, dude sounds like he's full of crap. And that's, you know, that's what the impression you're going to have. You know, you talk about shoes. There's Nike. There's, you know, Pony. There's, uh, you know, Adidas. All sorts of different brands. You know, there's a functionality of needing shoes and all those brands do the same thing, but you may have an affinity for one brand over the other because of, you know, whatever your experience has been. Maybe you like the quality of the material a little bit better. Maybe it's endorsed by more people, your peers. So those are the things that make up the brand, right? So it's not just, hey, I've bought X amount of properties and I've done this. How do I make you feel? How do you, how comfortable do you feel? you know, working with me, working with somebody who has that connection with you, right? All of those things uh, make up a brand. And those lessons I learned from over 15 years in marketing, those are the things that I apply and what I do now when it comes to not just multifamily investing, but understanding how marketing plays a role in that. So let's talk about more about the the brand and the, and the marketing. What more specific strategies, or even there might be companies, right? You might hire it out. Let's talk a little bit more strategically of Things that you may recommend for the multifamily syndicator or the operator that is trying to build their brand or really grow their ability to capital raise or stand out in the multifamily space. Well, I think the first thing to understand is a brand is what other people say about you, Mm -hmm. right? It's not necessarily what you say or what you think you want to say it's what other people say about you. So when you build your brand, you have to build it based on what you actually are and what you can stand up for and what people would authentically say about you. Are you a trustworthy person? Are you communicative? Um, Are you knowledgeable? Do you share information? Do you help other people? And if these are the things you're doing, then these are the things that people may say about you or think about you, right? So when you're building your brand, you have to start with those elements And then figure out how do you convey that to other people? Because you have to pay off this thing. Let's go back to the shoes. If Nike puts together a shoe and they tell you, hey, this is the best shoe on the planet or whatever, and it falls apart when it rains, like that's going to be a huge disconnect and people are going to be highly upset, right? But if the best athletes in the world wear this shoe, then as a consumer, you could say, well, if that shoe is good enough for LeBron James and Kevin Durant and, you know, these football players and all these other celebrity athletes, if the best athletes in the world are wearing this, then it's probably good enough for my needs. And that's kind of the thing that goes into building a brand. So for you as a multifamily syndicator, if you're looking to build a brand, part of what you want to do is demonstrate the knowledge that you have. You want to demonstrate your trustworthiness and you want to demonstrate that you are capable of taking down a deal. Um, I tell people, if you want to raise money for deals, there are three things you have to do or you have to have. And I call them the three C's to attract capital. The first C is confidence. Okay. You've got to be confident and the confidence comes from putting in the work, right? If you've put in the work, if you've educated yourself, if you've underwritten deals, if you've talked to other people in the market and you understand what's happening in that market and all those different dynamics, you can be confident, speak confidently about what you're doing. So you don't have to necessarily have 10 or 15 years of experience to be confident, but I'm not talking about blind hubris. I'm not talking about the person who just thinks they can and are just going to will themselves to success. I'm talking about the person who's actually prepared. 
the person who's put in the work, put in the effort, had the conversations, underwrote the deals, knows the market. The confidence comes from putting in the work, right? So that's the first C is confidence. Second C is credibility. Now, you can you might be able to lean on your own experience. Maybe you do have that track record. You've been doing this for a while. Maybe you don't. And in the case that you don't have that track record, who else around you can help you build up that credibility? Do you have a coach or a mentor? Do you have partners? Do you have a property manager on your team? Do you have contractors on your team? Do you have lenders and other investors who've already committed to partnering with you? How else can you build the credibility that you can actually go out there and do what it is you believe you can do? All right, so credibility is that second C. And then a third is going to be connections. You know, you have to have the relationships with people. You have to have the conversations. You've got to have the opportunity to get in front of people. And you got to tell them what you're doing. If you're not sharing what you're doing, how would they know that there's an opportunity to invest with you or to partner with you? So you have to have those connections and you have to be taking, you know, really intentional steps to build and expand your network through real estate investing. And those are the conversations you're going to have with people. So those three C's, confidence, credibility, connections, those are the things you want to leverage if you really want to build your brand and attract capital for your deals. Yeah, I like that you that you led with that because one of the things I'll say for you that makes you unique, I think it's easy for me to compare and analyze within the multifamily syndication space because that's what I actively do. And you're looking at the different things that people put out even within resources. And one of the things I like that you did with Casma Capital is you have the the deal, that that example deal. And a lot of people actually don't do that, surprisingly enough. So I think that obviously works for you in a couple of ways. And I know we're we're talking about brand, but we're also talking about this relates to more of the credibility piece and the knowledge piece and also adding something of value to people. Um, obviously, it goes hand in hand. But I just want to say that when when you spoke about the three C's, this made me think of that too and what makes you unique in the sense of that now people have an example deal it answers a lot of the questions it does say something about you too the fact that you have that like there's a lot of different uh, elemental factors that go in and with that and that show and portray you and your character and how you stand out as a businessman and entrepreneur because you have that example deal because again there are a lot of people that don't have that like i think i think i could only think of maybe two people two or three people. And I know a lot of multifamily operators that it's mostly some type of like ebook that's like five pages, 10 pages full of grammatical errors or something to that nature. And I'm a writer. So I'm like looking at, it, I'm like, man, you know, and again, I'm, this is not to throw shade at people or whatever it may be, but professionalism matters. And, and, and like you said, right? Like if you're missing small details like that, what's that mean too when you have people's capital in your hands? it all matters because if you're going to have attention to detail to the value that you put out to people to give them for free, then it's also going to transfer. If you're going to put and go hundred percent into that, 110% into that, it's going to definitely show now when their capital is in your hands and you're managing a deal, you're acquiring a deal. So what you said just really resonated with me and reflected with me on that. And Dre, just to, just to take a second on that point, right? Cause what you're saying is exactly the point of branding. Branding is the this the total message someone takes away, and you just hit on it, right? Professionalism. Um, what kind of information are they putting out? Is this only stuff that serves their interests, or is this something that actually helps me with my interests? Are they educating people, right? Now, these are all the things that, if you were to look behind the scenes at my values, right, and our values as a company, these are elements that we have, right? I could get on here and I could just send you my 
my talk track and tell people to come invest with us or learn more about investing with us. But we recognize that it's most important to send value to people. Even if you never decide to work with me, never invest with me, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this show, I want you to walk away saying, man, I heard this episode with John Kasman, had some really good insights, learned a thing or two, really, really enjoyed it. Because that's part of the brand building as well, right? It's the interactions that we have with people. And I believe it starts there. If you're going to ask someone to invest 50K, 100K, you know, or more with you, they've got to be comfortable I and mean, really comfortable working with you. I mean, we're not talking about selling, uh, you know, a, a $2 pack of gum or something. I mean, we're talking yeah. about five-figure and six-figure investments. So there is a professionalism. There is, you know, character, relationships. All that is absolutely critical. So all you can be is transparent, share what you're doing. And to your point, if you got a bunch of errors, if you're not taking the time, and I'm not saying everything's got to be perfect, but I am saying that if you put something out there and it's clear that you didn't put much effort into it and you just threw it out there and it doesn't really help people, you know, with what they're trying to get solved for, um, then I do think you're going to have some negative ramifications for that versus those who are truly building something that helps people. They understand how it you know, helps them move from where they're at today to where they want to be. Now you're able to build that relationship where you've been giving value to this person. So it's easier for them to see how you might be, how they might be able to you know, reciprocate that or invest with you because they feel a sense of trust now in working with you. Well, clearly you've been doing something right with your brand and the way you operate as an entrepreneur with your character because, uh, you know, you're you're partnered with Joe Fairless and he's become a senior advisor for you. And so for my listeners that that don't know who Joe Fairless is, Joe Fairless is the host of the Best Ever podcast. He pretty much wrote the Bible to syndication with the Best Ever syndication book. It's a big red book. You can't miss it. A lot of people reference that that get started in multifamily real estate. And so how did you meet Joe and how has he become a senior advisor for you? And what is it like working with him? Yeah, I've known Joe for a while now. And I met Joe because when I was in Chicago and I recognized that I wanted to start working with other people, um, the deals just didn't work the same in Chicago. You know, when you start talking about doing a deal and you've got to have enough profit for you to feel good, but then you also need a partner. So you got to share that profit and still have it be you know worthwhile because I'm not trying to do all this work to make 50 bucks. Uh, you know, the numbers just changed and I needed to start investing in different markets. I knew Cincinnati was a market I would move to eventually. I locked in on Cincinnati and I just wanted to connect with other people. Uh, Joe's name came up. He and I ended up grabbing lunch. He uh, had just did a pretty large deal. I learned more about what he was doing. I was intrigued and um, I hired him as a mentor and a coach. And I think mentors and coaches are so vital to grow and to accelerate your business. At that time, I had already had a one and a half million dollar multifamily portfolio. So it wasn't like I was coming in, you know, completely green. I had some experience, but I never raised a dollar. I never raised a dollar from another investor. So for me, because, and I'll go back to my, my second C credibility, because I never raised money and I didn't know what I didn't know, I felt it was critical to bring an investor in my corner, or I guess I should say a coach in my corner who had that experience and who I could lean on if there were questions so that I could have more comfort and one confidence to myself to go to investors in my network because I knew I was doing everything possible to protect their, their capital by bringing on people and paying people to be on my team and to help me. That made me feel more comfortable, but it also made them more comfortable because they knew, hey, he's got some experience. He's had some success, but look how committed he is. He's went out now and hired a coach. And then shortly thereafter, I went and launched a podcast and they could see how committed I was to growing it 
And I think that was absolutely critical. And, and to fast forward, Joe's one of my really good friends here. And I'm excited to, you know, see him. We, we can spend time together, but I love picking his brain. He's a great advisor. And if you are looking for a coach, we do coaching as well. But I mean, Joe's been an excellent coach for us over the last four or five years. That's amazing. So tell me a little bit more about the coaching that you do. What's that entail? What's the price point? Let's talk about it a little bit more in detail, because whether you're a beginner, like you said, or you are already operating as a multifamily investor, coaching and mentorship is, is important regardless. Well, I think that before we jump into that, you got to understand why coaching. And for me, um, the reason I launched my coaching platform called the Capital Impact Club is I was already helping people. Again, go back to core values. Education is one of my core values. You can't invest with me if you don't understand what we're doing. So I was already spending a ton of time educating people, podcasts, meetups, conferences, blog posts, right? We were already spending a lot of time doing that. And what ended up happening is we would come across people who loved the content we were putting out, but they needed more of a structured approach. They needed a blueprint. And other coaches out there were charging, you know, a significant amount of capital to, to get that. And I was already helping these people. You know, I was already walking them through the process and sharing how to do this and what to look for there. And it became a situation where uh, my wife just told me, hey, John, I know you want to help people, but you got to value your own time. You know, part of the reason I got into this business was to have more control over my time, to be with my family. I got two young boys. And what I realized is that when you're helping people and they're just taking, at some point it can drain you. You know, you're spending an hour on a call and you're just feeding into that person and pouring into that person. And all you get in return is a thanks, right? And I didn't mind it because I, I actually got pleasure out of helping someone and seeing someone, you know, grow. But I also realized I wasn't respecting my own time. And because, again, one of my biggest priority is my kids and spending time with them. If I'm going to take an hour out of my day, that's an hour that I could have either been with my kids or doing something in my business that would have helped me spend more time with my family. So I just had to say, you know what? We got to value our time. I'm happy to help people. I will invest in a program to build this out based on all the knowledge I have, taking the time I had working with Joe, you know, working with over $100 million of apartments, and then 15 years of marketing with big brands, big celebrities and influencers and roll that into kind of a multifamily uh, program that teaches you how to go out there, find deals, attract the capital you need, and overall operate these deals. So that's what we built. Now, the program's the Capital Impact Club. Uh, the cost is around 5K. It's actually going up in price. So by the time this comes out, it may be more than that, but I would say it's at least 5K. And then we do a monthly membership fee on top of that. Uh, but if you have interest in it, I would say go to capitalimpactclub.com. You can learn more about it on, on that website. That's actually pretty nice because, as you know, there are a lot of other large multifamily syndicators that offer different programs, and typically they're around the 20, 30, 40 plus range one time, and, and there's really no monthly into it as well. So, and it seems like yours is more interactive, more hands on. I think ultimately that's what people are going to get the most value from, and that's what they want uh, compared to paying such a large lump sum and then pretty much on your own, like to a degree. Yeah. And I've heard definitely people say that they didn't get any value from it whatsoever. So. Yeah. And that's the challenge, man, with the program is you got to understand what you're looking for. And I would say before anyone hires anyone, uh, be really clear on what you're trying to solve. Yeah. Figure out what's the pain point and what are you trying to solve? If you're like me and maybe you are have some of the knowledge, but you just want to make sure you're, you know, 
if you're going to go to your family, your friends and talk to them about investing, maybe you want someone in your corner who's got some credibility and a little bit more seasoning to them so that, you know, you're polished, you know what to say, you know what to communicate. Um, but we do all the coaching ourselves as well. So you get me, you know, it's not that you, you pay and then, um, you know, have an assistant, you know, talk to you about it. You get one-on-one -on -one calls with me. They're unlimited calls. So it's kind of a great way to just connect. And uh, we can only take on a couple of people a month based on that. So we, we cap it at three people, typically two to three people nice. per month, depending on what we have, because it is um, based on, um, you know, our availability. Uh, but we make sure that we are available for our clients and uh, we're super excited. I mean, we got people who are crushing it. One of my clients is doing a like a $45 million hotel development deal right now. Um, another one just did a $20 million apartment syndication. Um, another one has raised over like $3 million, I think, in the last 12 to 18 months. So, I mean, our clients are crushing it right now. We've got some who are crushing it. And like anything else, you know, it comes down to you. You know, if you apply yourself and you want this, then find the system and the program that's going to help you be successful. And uh, we're happy to, you know, talk to people if you think it might be a fit. But check out the website. It's by application only. So just because you have the money doesn't mean we're going to accept you. We have to make sure it's a fit because yeah. if, if I don't feel like I can help you, I'm not going to take your money. Um, that's the other thing on these programs that would frustrate me is many of them, they just were money grabs. You know, they would tell you to max out your credit cards. I'm going to tell you right now, you got to max out your credit card to pay for this you won't have the money to do the other things you're going to need to be successful. So it's just not going to work. So, you know, you got to factor in some of those things. And at the end of the day, you got to build relationships. You got to figure out what you need to overcome to be successful. And if coaching is a part of that, then by all means, check out the program and we can talk more about it. Love that. So I got one more question for you before we move on to the second part of the show with the legacy round. So just tell me, obviously you're an experienced multifamily operator, and I want to add a little bit more in the weeds value to our listeners, what unique insights can you tell us about efficiently operating a multifamily syndication business or just marketing or capital raising effectively? Maybe something that you missteps you might've had or something that stands out to you uh, that you think for a multifamily operator that already has some experience under their belt yeah. that you think that will really add value to them. Systems and processes are gonna be key. And the thing is, is, even if you follow a blueprint, you've got to figure out what works for you and you have to understand how to continue to uh, modify those processes. So one thing for us is we have what we call a funnel, right? Somebody comes in as a lead, they come in on the top of the funnel, uh, we have a conversation with them, they express interest in investing, and then we have to kind of stay in touch with them, right? And that's part of our process. Before we first started, I just had a piece of paper, you know, basically an Excel sheet where I write, wrote down people that I knew and I would reach out to them. But now we have it more systematized. It's a little bit more professional. And I would say you're always going to be fine tuning those things. So look at your business. If you're not um, having enough conversations with investors or finding enough deals or whatever the case may be, look at what you're actually doing. Figure out how many of those conversations you need to be having and then ramp it up. But you have to measure it. So having those dashboards, and this comes back from my corporate time, right? But having those dashboards, having the analytics, you have to measure what you're doing and then make adjustments accordingly. All right. So on to the second part of the show, the legacy round. So the legacy round is an open forum. You can talk about one of the following three topics, either your favorite acquisition that forever changed the trajectory of your business or life in terms of Casma Capital practical tips on how to grow a portfolio or the third question 
or how to build your investor network. So I leave that up to you to choose. Oh man, great, great options. Um, we've been talking a little bit about you know syndicators and and you know attracting capital for deals. So I'll just stick in that same vein with how to uh, how to build your investor database. Um, the first thing is people have to know you exist, and they may know you, but they may not know you as a multifamily investor. So part of what you're going to have to do is communicate that to other people. It could be on a platform like this, a podcast. It could be through a meetup. It could be through a blog. It could be through you know phone calls and text messages, social media. The medium is up to you, but you have to figure out a way to convey what you're doing to people, why it's important to them, why it's important to you, and how they could benefit. So that's the biggest thing that you're going to have to do. And everything from that is really about the systems. So when we work with kind of our clients, part of what we're trying to do is understand what the triggers are. You talked about, you know, the downloads. Uh, We call that a lead magnet. So if you have a freebie on your website, um, you may have a lead magnet and people will download. But what are you putting in there? Is it something of value? Is it just an ebook that, you know, people may not really get value out of? Or is it something that is of real value? Is it a calculator? Is it a white paper? Is it um, a comparison? You know, is it something that people would get immediate value out of and want to have to or to check out? And if that's the case, then I think you will be able to grow your database and start to engage with more and more people. But that's really just the first step. You have to continually reach out, demonstrate your expertise, talk to people and continue to build on those relationships. Right. And then we're going to move on to the last part of the show, the Giordano round. So as you know, this is the multifamily about a slice podcast. It stems from Chicago pizza. And as you know, from being in Chicago, Giordano's is like the number one deep dish place in Chicago. You've got these thick meaty slices that you can only eat one or two. So this is going to be a series of different questions that each question is going to be like a, a very mouthful for our listeners and that they can grasp from. So the first one, John, you're on the top of the highest mountain in the world. Um, you have your last words you, that you can say or scream out to everybody before you die. What would you scream out to the world and want them to remember you by? Man, I don't really like to think about my death, but in this situation, <laughs> I would uh, I would want them to I would want them to remember me in the sense that I always took the risk to pursue my passions. So uh Somehow I would scream that out, probably some more eloquent words than that, but that's that would be the context of what I'd want to get out there. I think that's perfect, man. I I love that. I agree with you. I think that that would be the same for me. That struck a personal core for me because, you know, my, my gang experience in Chicago. So I'm very big on taking risks to follow your passions because I've been on the other end of the spectrum where I've seen really people around me, loved ones and family and friends that I care about really be hurt and killed. So um, I really, really resonate with that. Second one, if there was one slice of wisdom you wish you knew when you got started or advice that you could pass on to others, what would it be? Believe in your training. And what I mean by that is it's easy to get caught up when someone else has more experience than you. This goes from corporate America to you know real estate, but someone else may either outrank you or have a higher title or maybe they've done more deals than you, but trust your experience and trust the training you do have. Ask the right questions. And if something doesn't add up, 
then that should be a big red flag and approach it accordingly. But make sure you trust the training you do have, even if it's less than maybe the training someone else has had, because there are a lot of people out there who have titles or, you know, portfolios, whatever it is, and they may not have the same experience because they just inherited it or, you know, maybe they just weren't taught these things or didn't have the same challenges. So just trust your experience. Vocab, what are your favorite or three most critical real estate terms multifamily investors should know and why? Preferred return is one. Preferred return is essentially, um, it, it's how operators ensure investors get paid before operators. And it's the best way to align interest so that those, those limited investors know that the operators um, are going to do everything they can to help them get paid. We can't guarantee any returns. This is really the closest thing to understanding that the operators are doing everything in their power to, to make sure investors are taken care of on the profit side. Um, outside of preferred return, I would say um, cash on cash is certainly one. IRR, those are two other return metrics. Um, IRR measures the velocity of money. A lot of people don't know this, but cash on cash just measures the return. IRR measures the velocity of that return. So that's a good metric to look at. And then I think the last thing is, especially coming out of COVID with all the eviction moratoriums, is delinquency. Understanding what delinquency is. You know, those are folks who uh, have not paid or, as the word implies, late or delinquent on paying their rent. Um, sometimes a property could be, a, you know, fully occupied, but residents aren't paying. So you definitely want to make sure you understand delinquency when looking at some of these real estate deals. Awesome. Last one. Education is critical in this business. What books, apps, or mastermind groups, what do you recommend listeners immerse themselves in? I mean, listen, everything, figure out how you learn and, and grow and try a little bit of everything. But book-wise, you mentioned the best ever uh, Parma Syndication book by Joe Fairless and Theo Hicks. That's a phenomenal book. If you're looking to raise money, um, got to turn on my shelf here. Raising Private Capital by Matt Faircloth is another great book there. You know, there's plenty of great multifamily books. There's one, uh, Multifamily Investors Who Dominate by Bill Berry is uh, another phenomenal book there. Podcast-wise, I got to plug mine. Multifamily Insights Podcast is a great one. You know, there's plenty of other podcasts you should check out. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is your network. Who are you talking to? You know, if you're talking to other investors all day long, every day, you are going to put yourself in a position to be successful. If you're talking to doubters and naysayers, and you only know one person, or this, this podcast is the only thing you listen to that gets you excited about real estate investing, it's going to be much harder to see success. So you got to start surrounding yourself with people who are doing this, going to these events, meetups, getting out to conferences. That's how you really start to immerse yourself in the business and start to change your mentality so you can make this a reality. Love it. Love it. Thanks again for being on the show, John. This is a pleasure. And tell Multifamily About a Slice listeners how they can best get in touch with you. Yeah, the best thing to do is either go to our podcast, Multifamily Insights. It's available anywhere you listen to shows. Or as you alluded to earlier, check out our sample deal package. You can go to kasmancapital.com slash sample deal and uh, download that and you'll get onto our newsletter for more updates. There you have it. Thanks again, John. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Multifamily by the Slice podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Lastly, check out the show notes for links to topics discussed, as well as website and social media links for Dre, Ike, and our guest. See you next week.